Could you do that? I'm just going to turn the volume up. Could you do that one more time? Can I click my fingers one more time? Yeah, sure I can. In five, four, three, two, one. I think that will do it. Okay, good. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I should just say I'm a little bit um, woozy because um, I took some benelin last night. Oh, wow. And, uh, Are you still head coldy? I am. Oh, my gosh. And um, one of the things it says is AIDS restful sleep. Boy, does it <laughs> knock you out. Wow. <laughs> I think I might take it every night. <laughs> my, I like that. My alarm went off at 6 a.m. I went, hmm, that doesn't feel right. And then um, <laughs> I woke up and it was 7.40. <laughs> well, I, I feel woozy and slightly discombobulated, and I probably sound echoey and strange. Yes, you, and you're also talking um, a little quieter because I suspect you're a bit self-conscious about... I, I am... I'm in the bathroom of a hotel with Bob asleep on the other side of the door, <laughs> and in an, in an attempt to try and make it less uh, echoey, I'm now putting a towel over my head. <laughs> so I feel like Michael Jackson. Wait, wait, why did Michael Jackson <sighs> put a towel over his head? Oh, yes, when he was, when he'd go out in public, he'd, uh, so people yeah, didn't... Exactly. Yes. That's one way to didn't not draw him. attention to yourself, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So this is definitely going to be one of those um, episodes that f- doesn't work. <laughs> Shall we quit while we're even? Oh, my God, or we should totally do qu- that. Quit while we're just falling behind. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel like... We're at the point in our podcasting <laughs> career where we start every episode saying, should we just stop recording? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to dwell on that too much, do you? No. Okay. So, yep. tell me. I've still, but I've still what? got a head cold. I, um, oh. It's really been um, extraordinary. So phlegmy. <laughs> and, um, I, and then the other day I had a, uh, a meeting with a colleague in the office who was wearing a mask because she hadn't felt well. And we'd had a, in a quite a small room, an hour long meeting. And turns out she's got COVID. <laughs> but I still oh can't, I still can't test positive to COVID. Mm. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I've now had, I had a couple of vaccines whacked into my arm on um, Wednesday as well. I had goodness. Yes, me. I at the same time I had a uh, a flu one and uh, uh, the COVID, the fourth COVID vaccine, and um, that was on top of a head cold. So um, you you were just doubling down on all the feelings. Doubling down, da- and my arm was a bit sore, and then that was it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but my news is on Thursday I went to a musical. Shut up. <laughs> I did. What did you go and see? I was taken to um, my sister and um, uh, Finn and Ruby. Uh, S- Susan bought me a ticket to see Cabaret. 
Willkommen, bienvenue, welcome. That one. That's exactly. I also, just thank you that you knew the the uh, lines from the opening song. <laughs> I mean, two ladies, two ladies. There was a song about a pineapple in there. There was a song about a pineapple. man here. They're all Germans, it turns out, except for the two main people. <laughs> yes, S -s -s Sally, Sally Bowles and what's the other one called? Cliff. It's based on Christopher Thingamajig's life, isn't it's it? That's right. On his uh, diaries. Yeah, Cliff. His name's mm. Clifford, I think. Clifford, that's right. No, which makes me Black think of a dog. Um, the big red one. Exactly. But um, and um, Clifford was a little bit... Uh, he was a little bit cardboard cutout, that character. He he was not great. He's only really supposed to be there to bear witness to things that are happening. He's he's a cipher, isn't he? Yes, but they kind of turned him into when he sort of had the strange, um, almost going to hit Sally Bowles, like he sort of stopped himself hitting her and then burst into tears in sort of a sort of height of... Um, uh, I don't know what you call it in theatre world when, you know, a character seems to be a particular way and then suddenly turns into a particularly different kind of character. It makes no sense. The sort of the emotional display makes zero sense at all. I don't know what you, what mm. you call that. <laughs> I think I think it's just there's no technical term for it. A little bit shit. <laughs> but it was um it was they this tiny little theatre uh, and we're all sort of all around them and um they wanted us to get there early which I think was in part to make us have drinks beforehand. Um mm. and uh, Finn arrived separately and they kept on shoving little uh, things of schnapps in his face. He said, which I kept drinking, but he didn't realise that schnapps was alcoholic. <laughs> I swear he was asleep by the end. I swear he was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's superb. So, uh, so give us give us your your uh, your Metacritic rating. Well, what I'd forgotten when, and also because Susan's got a, um, let's say, I, I'm just guessing that Susan might listen to this. So, <clears throat> she's got a special birthday coming up. I said I was coming to town for the night, and um, in fact, I was going to stay a couple of nights, but. Uh, uh, un the un the UCU strikes uh, changed right. those plans, and um, mm -hmm. and she said, "Let's go and see. Would you like to go and see this or this?" And I said, "What about what about cabaret?" Partly because I thought <laughs> stupidly that the actor who was originally in it, who the redhead actor, oh god, yeah, who I really like, of course, and you don't, oh, cannot. Him, but go on. Um, what's his, can you tell me his name though? Oh, yeah, Eddie fucking Redman. So I mean, what is it? He's like what, an apology in human what? form. Oh, I see what you mean. His attempt to try and make himself smaller in order to not take up. I don't know. There's just something about the way he 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 functions in the world, and also I don't like the way he performs. There's something. I guess. Okay. He is the definition of insipid to me. Ah. But it, and they seem to be related to his, that seems to be sort of related to that slight, I sort of think of it as sort of foppishness, that, that, that yes. very English foppishness, yeah. like a little bit like Mr. Bean or um, who's the other one who got yeah. caught in the... Um, Hugh Grant. Thank you. <laughs> who got caught it's, in the Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He is he is quite he is quite early Hugh Granty, but without the um the self awareness, the irony. There's like he's an irony free zone from my perspective. Yes. And I'm sorry if you're listening, Eddie, you're probably a really nice man. I struggle with your presentation in the world. In contrast, I could watch Jason Momoa all day. Oh, he's a New Zealand actor, isn't he? Nope, he's Hawaiian. Oh, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go with that, shall we? Well, that's that's where the uh, that's where the uh, Maoris originally um, came from. Was the Hawaiian Islands? They paddled. I think we might have to cut this bit out just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> I, and did you notice how I stayed completely silent? <laughs> to make the edit. I didn't want to get. <laughs> I just didn't want to get caught in a moment where I went, did they? <laughs> so I either sounded ignorant or really, really gullible. So I was just going to sit quietly on the bathroom floor with a towel over my head, waiting until it was over. I mean, ever was it thus. But yeah, I would watch Jason Lamar all day. I was watching a film he was in on Netflix. I've not finished it, so if you've seen it, don't tell me the end, called Slumberland. Right. Oh. He's got a really tight T-shirt on and a belly that made me feel very, very happy. Ah, it's beautiful. (laughs) His belly is beautiful. And he was, because, you know, he's a big guy. And I know how big guys work in the sense that when you see them on films, they've eaten and lifted and eaten and lifted and eaten and lifted. And then three days before, they stop drinking. And they stop eating and they do that thing where they just like strip all of the water out to make their skin really, really thin so you can see the veins and the muscles and all of those sorts of things. I understand how the way they look in those superhero type films is not a way that real people can look in real life. Sure. So clearly he had decided to not do that in this film. Oh, beautiful. So he keeps the muscle mass, but he just has this, you know, little, this lovely little belly. Yeah, a little, um, little, croissant, little croissant belly. And it was just, I, yeah, I, I thought it was very beautiful. By the, there you by go. the way, um, the, the, that's a, absolutely a myth that the Maori came from Hawaii, but they are certainly related linguistically. Aha, uh-huh. right, gotcha. Which you can cut all of that out anyway. Um, so I don't. So, so or I don't, leave it all in because you you self corrected. I mean, it's like you know you're your but, own auto. But I'm also just thinking though that um, it's it's. I think that's a kind of a it's sort of a legend or a myth uh, that I remember sort of being circulated, and I think it was a kind of part of a racist mythology as a youngster, which was, well, the Maori are immigrants as well. Ah, right. Gotcha. And that they Not... and that they wiped out this other, you know. So I and they 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 didn't. They also they came from Rarotonga, which is another you know island in the in the Pacific. But um, anyway, there's some there's some interesting history there, which I don't know, and um, I should know. I have to say. Well, we go. You've got a job for the afternoon, and Jason Momoa is from Hawaii. Um, but yeah, and, that's good. And I'm I feel quite bad that I've been so. Um, openly hostile about Eddie Redmayne, a person who I have never met, I, but I, I am basing my opinion on chat shows, interviews, and his um, his acting. I don't. I, I'm allowed to say I don't like his acting. You are. But the rest I should have left. Well, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I really. Um, 
I mean, the, I guess the funny part about this story is that as if Eddie Redmayne would still be playing that character nearly a year after the show opened. Um, because apparently, the, I don't know this, but they have these sort of star performers who do a couple of weeks and then they bugger off. Yeah, that's right. And then real actors, as in real West End actors, come in and do the longer contract. So who who were you watching? Can you name them? No, I don't have a clue. I didn't. There's no way I was going to buy a program. And um, there were, I think we're apparently this is like the third cast. You know that there's already been a, yeah. quite a turnover of. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I was. Jesse so- Buckley was his Sally Bowles, wasn't she? Oh uh, yes, initially you mean. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know who yeah. she was. I don't no, know who not, she not is, recently. but. Um, she is, I think, an Irish actor who has been in quite a lot of stuff. She's just recently been in an Alex Garland horror film called Men. Right. Haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that but, either, just, uh, just coincidentally. No. That's a show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, so I missed Eddie. I, I, quite like, mm. I quite like watching Eddie act. Um, and uh, I don't know him personally, uh, but Eddie, if you're... Um, Eddie, if you're Eddie, anyway, um, if you're listening, um, I like you. I forget the thing about musicals that I always forget is that they sing so much. <laughs> Wait, they're singing again? What? what? Yeah. what? And the, yeah. and I, I something I never quite understood is why are they dropping into song now? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you if you can't get your head around that, it does make musicals quite difficult. It makes musicals. Um, I mean, I did have a good time. I have to say, I had a good time. Um, mm. I had a great time. And um, but I did. There's that little that little hiccup for me where I go, yeah, I get what's happening here. Oh, they're going to take five minutes to keep telling me what's happening here. Um, yeah. So there's something about, and of course, this is speaks volumes about my. Um, quest for efficiency it, it's kind of labored the, the sort of narrative becomes labored because of the songs which of yes. course is missing yeah. the point entirely of what the songs might do you know yeah. um, the, the songs are not there to make things go quicker exactly exactly yeah. and then the other thing was that um sally bowles the actor who's playing sally bowles i hope she's not listening i mean that number at the end you know life is a cabaret uh mm-hmm. chums Oh, oh yeah. Um, Life is a cabaret, old chums. Come to the cabaret. That that's one. right. Uh, it was she really. That was really. That was hard for her. She uh, she couldn't really handle it vocally. Ooh, did you have Liza Minnelli in your ears and going? I just wish. No, my sister did though, of course. And 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 as we yeah. talked about it, Susan and I talked about it. It's like having this massive ghost in the room that anyone who yeah. ever sings that song has got Liza Minnelli yeah. on their shoulders, and and you can't, you just can't. It'll be in the show notes because it is pretty extraordinary, Liza Minnelli's version of it. But so her voice was a little bit insipid. Off key at times, so you did, and I and I'm not, you know, as you know, I'm no singer, but my kind of body was wincing at the sound of it. So it, yeah. not the not the uh, not the response you want at the end of the, you know, no, <laughs> no. They also turned it into a bit of a. Uh, it seemed to be it seemed to be sort of two dimensionally um, <laughs> Nazis bad these people good kind of thing, which I, you know, I think my understanding from Susan was really, it was much more originally a book, which was more about uh, American culture in the sixties. And they, but, and so they sort of, I don't know, it felt a little bit thin. Uh, The film's an interesting watch. 
because it's um they don't lean into the um into the sexuality as much in the film but they think they get the politics better than it sounds like your your show did when they didn't and also they didn't they sort of even touched on this guy's sexual ambivalence it didn't um i mean it sort of hinted at it and then he turned into full-on heterosexual male upset that she had a spoiler um an abortion God, wanting to control, wanting to control her. It was very... Oh, the people do with their bodies. It's so annoying. <sighs> yeah, he, it was very, it was very odd that. But yes, I did. Um, I loved watching uh, post um, post uh, Schnapps Finn, and um, it was really nice to spend the evening with my with my family in London. Oh, that sounds amazing! And we, of course, were in London on the same day. We were so close. It's bizarre. In fact, I think I was having dinner about f- maybe five minutes away from where you were watching Cabaret. Yeah, just down by the, just down by, in Covent Garden there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, could have bumped in into each other and done a quick recording. We could have done, but I didn't have my microphone on my person. I did have it in the hotel because um, I carried it with me so that I could sit in a bathroom on the floor. <laughs> With a towel over my head. You are sounding quite boomy, I have to say. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm doing my best to, to speak in my quietest voice. No, you're um, all fine. All fine. I'm sure you'll mm, fix all you. that in, in post. I won't. You know that as, my, uh, as an audio engineer, I make a very good editor. That's true. That's true. Um, and how are you? What's, uh, is there something you're thinking we need to talk about this? Well... <clears throat> I had I had a reflection on something that I don't quite know how to talk about and I don't know if it's a topic. Wow. But I'm going to try. Suella Braverman was in uh, a commons uh, special committee thing. And she was being asked to speak to the um, her immigration policy. And there was a senior Tory politician um, who, if this conversation makes it to the broadcast, will be in the um, in the show notes. Who basically said, "Okay, take me through how um, how a, a, a person gets gets supported." With you under your under your new regulations under your new rules. Meaning, when you say people being supported, you mean someone trying to immigrate into the UK. He says, yeah, he's basically somebody trying to 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 migrate into the UK. So here's here's the let's pretend I am a sixteen year old African orphan, and she said, where which country? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter um, because I don't want the prime minister of the country to be upset. When I, you know, when I, I name one of them, he said, "In this instance, it is just it's a it's it's a fiction. I am a sixteen-year-old African orphan." I'm sorry, it's not and, funny. It's terrible. But anyway, keep going. Oh. And um, and I I live in a, a country that is um is persecuting me, and I am in danger. Yeah. My my parents are dead. That's how orphans work. Um, but I have a sibling who lives in the UK. Yeah. How does it work? For I'm not from. I'm not from Syria. I'm not from Iran. I'm not from Ukraine. Tell me, 
how do I get here? And my, my thought was, goodness, that's a very clear question with very clear edges. No. I thought to myself... Surely. There's a story so you can understand it. Yeah. There is no, there's no ambiguity there. It's, this is somebody who I can't imagine anybody would want to leave in a place where they were struggling. An orphan, they have a connection to the UK, they live under an oppressive regime. And so they're legally, they're effectively by yeah. international law allowed to say, I'm seeking, they're an asylum seeker, I'm in danger, uh-huh. I'm seeking asylum. And that country, wherever that country is, is obliged to say welcome, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And she could not no. answer the question. No. And when she did eventually try to stumble towards an answer, she said, well, when they eventually get to the UK, and he said, I'm going to stop you there. Are you suggesting that the only way that that person can be supported and welcomed into the UK is for them to arrive as an illegal immigrant on one of the boats that you have people trying to stop? And of course, the answer is yes. Yeah. So it's so upsetting. It's I, so upsetting, isn't it? It's it was and it was such a salutary moment on multiple levels and, and then I kind of I it was like it was like my my psyche fractured into multiple pieces and and I could just see all the different refractive responses. So the first thing was, Wow, I've got to stop thinking in binary terms of Tories bad, anybody else good. Because that's not the case. This was a man who was clearly asking a very carefully framed, thoughtful question about the lives of people who we are led to believe by certain um, organisations the Tories don't care about. Yeah? Yeah. And it's important that I keep reminding myself that there's a difference between people who are Conservative Party members, people who are Conservative MPs, and people who are ministers. There's a big difference. And I forget that. So... That happened, and then I also found myself caught in the absolute glee of watching Suella Braverman Mm. be, I mean, fundamentally... She was caught with her trousers down, basically. Oh, I mean, she was caught with her trousers down, they'd been folded up, they'd been pressed, they'd been sent to another another house. Um, it, It was like trousers no longer existed in the universe where she was standing. But then I had this moment where I thought, hang about, and bear with me for a second, because like I said, you you might go, what? I also found myself going, to what extent is this being shown to me because she is a woman of colour? Oh! To what extent is her failure being allowed to have so much more airtime and visibility and rigorous debate because she is, quote-unquote, unlikable. Mm. And I, I caught myself in that moment of going, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this because I was relishing watching her struggle. And I didn't know to what extent I was relishing her struggle because she is the face of a policy that sickens me. Or if I am responding on some 
I'm res- I'm responding to to racist tropes within within you know media storytelling, and I thought you know he'll have an opinion. Simon Kennedy. Oh is. no! Oh no! Talk about being set up. Thanks for fucking nothing there, big boy. So I, my question, my question, I, it's a really interesting problem uh, or um, mess. And my question, I'll respond with a question, which is um, because I understand, and I also also have been around, um, and also have been in that world, which is to that anything we do and anything we see can be um, seen through particular filters or particular frames. And one of those frames, and it's um, uh, you, you might say a very common frame in our world is to go is to look at it through the frame of of racism. And my question would be in this instance. Hmm, I'm not sure it's a good question, but I'll give it a go anyway. Which is, what do you gain, or what is what what happens to that? What happens for you? In that instance, when you're seeing something which is quite clear in terms of the failure of a particular policy, or the the um, the clear uh, yeah, I'll just say the failure of the policy. What what happens to you when you then place this other frame, which is the frame that possibly this is being um, this is being highlighted because Suella Braverman's a, a woman of colour, which would be which which is a frame you wouldn't apply if it had been Boris Johnson. He's being he's not being set up here because he's a white man. That's what you that's what you're kind of implying, right? Yeah, and I think what I'm aware of, or what I'm, I'm clear about, is that she is not being set up in the moment. The question is a question that she should she, be being asked. She's chosen to be asked those questions. If you you might say yeah. by saying yes to the role of she's home home office, right? Foreign office will deal with wars um, and um, and things like that. Thank <laughs> and, you. And uh, home office deals with things at home. Um, anyway, I think that. I understand that she needs to be asked these questions and examined how to account and all of those yeah. things. Yeah, examined. Yeah. So I don't. I'm, I'm not thinking of that she's been set up. She should be reported upon because I don't think that that's an inappropriate thing to do to a minister. I suppose the question that I am asking of myself is: Am I falling into the trap of? watching a particular type of news story about a particular type of figure and enjoying it a little bit too much because <laughs> because it's been you know it's been selected as part of a you know it's just it, there's it when i try to frame it i start to sound paranoid well just put it they put it in then then just go what if it were Kia Starmer who's the minister of these the home office or whatever it is the secretary for mm. home office and the yeah. same thing was going on do you feel the same things do you feel it differently just but in a rather bizarre think, thought experiment yeah no no i understand that no and i don't and i think the question is this would Kia Starmer have landed on my Instagram feed in the same way. I guess that's what I mean. There we go. I've got to the question. Thank you. That was really helpful, Simon. It's an it's an algorithmic thing about the type of the type of politicians who I see being coruscated 
tend to look a lot like Suella Braverman or like Pretty Patel. And I'm, and it, it might well be that for the first time in a long time, the cabinet has been made up of huge <laughs> cultural and social and racial diversity. And that's a good thing, question mark? I mean, it's a good thing. The, the principle is a good thing. But the people I don't think are, are good people. Yeah. Yeah. Both in terms of their ability to do the job, and, and I actually think perhaps I do mean morally and ethically. Maybe I am, you know, just saying from from what they present in the world. And let's be honest: if I'm going to be critical about Eddie Redmayne holding himself in a particular way on on um, on Graham Norton, I should probably be as uh, robust in my uh, cr- critique. The question that I'm I'm catching myself against is the visibility of the report. Is, you know, who, yeah, that's what it is. 